Welcome back to Breaking Strings. Our guest today is Matt Bacon. He's an American classical guitarist and composer, currently the head of guitar faculty at KM Conservatory of Music, located in Chennai. That is on the Bay of Bengal in eastern India. So that is a very far journey from where he originally started in San Francisco, California. You can find Matt on Instagram as Matt Bacon Music. Thanks so much for coming on, man. It's uh, going to be a pleasure. I've asked you some questions about India before, but I never got into the details of why did you actually move there? Yeah, so the the reason I moved here ended up being a little bit luck because at the time I was just kind of blasting out resumes, blasting out my profile after doing a lot of gigging in San Francisco um, to the point that I started thinking, okay, maybe I should do some teaching. Maybe I should get, you know, as normal of a job as we can get as musicians. And then obviously the most normal choice was to move to India to do that. Yeah. But basically I, I was sent a contract um, after an interview and, you know, it's just like a normal Skype call, but halfway through, like I started kind of piecing it together. I didn't quite know what I was getting myself into because I was thinking like, okay, um, this must be that Slumdog Millionaire School of Music. Like I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about Chennai. And, um, but a day or two went by and they sent me a contract saying like, okay, well, we'd really love to have you just take two weeks to think it over. And, um, the way that I know how to, to describe it is like, I know when you're growing up, like everyone has some friend or someone like in their class that's like, oh, we went to, we went to Paris for vacation. Everyone needs to go to Paris. I just love Paris so much or some like really romanticized some city like that. And I've traveled a lot, but I've never really had that experience. And getting off the airplane in Chennai with like all the chaos and like rickshaws going around and stuff everywhere. I like really, I got that feeling there of all places. So mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. the very first day from getting off the airplane, I, there's just like a really friendly and open vibe to this, to the city um, that I just, it just kind of, it just had a really good vibe, a good feeling there. And so a year became like, I guess I'm on my eighth year going on nine years now, just kind of flew by. And, um, but the intention was, okay, we'll go over for a year. We'll start doing some classical guitar stuff here um, and see how it goes. So that was kind of how I ended up here. And then just time piled on and I, you know, really enjoy it. And it's been a, it's been a bit of an adventure. <laughs> You know, San Francisco, even as an independent contractor and, you know, working for yourself and getting all these gigs, it's a comfortable area. It's one of the more comfortable areas in the world and definitely among the more comfortable areas in America as far as the fees and, and stuff that you can rack mm, up yeah. as a performer. You have to have a certain amount of bravery to just automatically switch countries and leave a comfortable area like that and start something completely new and start from zero in a way. I mean, you're offered this position, yeah, I guess, but you don't uh, exactly know what kind of a lifestyle you're going to expect and, and things like that. I mean, is this, um, is this something that you decided quickly? It was just something like instinctual. You felt like it was the right thing to do, or you just wanted something new. Do you want something? I don't know. Felt a little bit more romantic than uh, what you were used to in San Francisco. Oh, man, that's really funny because I, all of the things you just said 
and asked, which are totally reasonable, never even entered my mind. <laughs> so I actually, uh-huh. I love it. Just, I, love I mean, it. I guess it's it's easier to make those kind of decisions, I guess, when you're like 26 <laughs> or whatever when I moved over. Yeah. But uh, I remember my main concern at the time was being like, you know, if I keep playing these same concerts and weddings and corporate events and stuff I was doing, which like I really enjoyed doing. I was doing it great for a couple of years there. Um, but it felt like, OK, so that's a gig every three days. And I remember being more concerned that I'm going to just be playing like the same Albanis like barrio species and being like, I want some time to teach. I want some time, you know, to, to practice new things or learn and being more just about like, you know, starting teaching a bit more formally, not that I wasn't teaching like independent students and things like that before teaching, you know, when we were at Peabody. But uh, yeah, the, those kind of normal questions of what do you think when you move across the world or do it, it never even occurred to me. Like it, it's actually, it's, I feel really naive when I think about it now that like nothing, the, the difference in cuisine or stuff, like I, I meet some people here from Europe or occasionally someone from the US and they'll, be, they'll have a lot of questions like that, or what should we eat, or what do you have to think about ice in the water, or stuff like that. None of that stuff has ever crossed my mind, actually. So I just kind of showed up, and it, and it just kind of, you know, took off. That's wonderful. I mean, if you could give advice to somebody who's in a similar position, where they're being offered something new, but at the same time, they're in a place that's very, very comfortable. It's a place that they're used to. I think that you would say, go ahead and make the jump. Just try it out and take the risk. Is that right? I would. What I tell my students now, because like I have a few that, you know, that I've prepared and that are going to go to conservatory in Europe or go to conservatory abroad now um, to finish their studies, I tell them to do it. But I said, have two or three, have a two year plan, have a three year plan. What would you do if you come back to India? What would you do if you say stay in Germany or stay? I have a student going to Austria in a few months, um, you know, so you have to make a plan and you and in the back of that plan, you've got to understand that at the end of the day, there's there's good musicians in every corner of the globe. Um, you have to really think about what you can bring to the experience or bring to the place that you're going. And at the same time, uh, you know, it's a little hypocritical of me because I'm saying like, you know, think of these plans or think of this, that. And I managed to not really do very much of that. Um, But looking back, that's the advice I would give is have a two year plan, have a three year plan. Um, And that's like in regards to where you want to be with your playing uh, professionally, whether that's gigging, whether that's teaching uh, lifestyle wise um, so that you don't burn yourself out, I would say. You don't you and like as a musician nowadays we have to wear like a million different hats like you're doing podcast um i think you're just doing a recording with yuri in canada or something right yep, you, yep. so you've got a recording you're working on i'm sure you've got students over in germany and stuff like that like we all have three or four music music adjacent things that we do and it's easy to feel like because we got into it as a passion it's easy to feel like a hundred percent of our time has to be dedicated to it so I would say you have to balance it with your overall lifestyle and well-being and um, then go from there. And then if it seems worth the risk, I would say, you know, more often than not, it, it ends up being worth the risk. Let's talk about the scene, classical guitar scene in India. 
What's going to be the role of the classical guitar kind of in the Indian music landscape as a whole? Because I know a little bit about Hindustani classical, that is Indian classical music. And then you're coming in as a classically trained guitarist. Were there already, you know, musicians that were building a classical guitar repertoire in the school and mm. were quite success successful at it when you arrived? In, in the school where I'm at, I'm the first uh, guitar teacher. So, like, when I got there, they had just moved to a, a new facility. Uh, I think I started with, like, four students. Now I've got something like 25. Um, so I was the first in that regard, but there's other schools um, that had been doing a lot with guitar. Like, there's a really, really good classical guitar community here. Um, Calcutta Guitar Festival. Uh, there's Delhi School of Music. Um, actually, in 2015, when I first got here, I was playing at that festival in Calcutta, and there's like a multi-city tour for it. And they'll annually, it's a great festival. It's really, really fun. And it's, a t it's like a totally normal guitar festival you would, you would see anywhere else. I mean, one of the years they had David Russell, and um, you know what I mean, like the, the name brand players you expect to see kind of bouncing around. Got it. Europe and the US will make a stop by here. And a lot of the different embassies and stuff are really supportive, at least more in North India. I'm in the South, so we've been kind of doing stuff from the ground up here. But to kind of give you a Cliff Notes version, um, the coolest thing is that in general, not just musicians, not just students, uh, Indian audiences are really open to it, like a huge variety of music. There's not this thing where you go and you play a recital and you know you look out in the church or you look out in the hall and it's all gray hair. There's definitely not that here. Like there's a really youthful audience that'll go see an indie band, go see a guitar recital, um, go to a workshop, go to a Hindustani concert, Carnatic concert, you know, all with the same level of enthusiasm. And that's, that's probably my favorite thing about being here. In terms of the guitar nerd kind of stuff that uh, people kind of more by the book would care about, yeah, I've, I've arranged some raga-based music for guitar that got published by Mel Bay a few years ago with some guitar etudes in that. I gave the Indian premiere of the Aranwes at our school, at Fantastic. least as far as I know. Um, I've, I'm currently, I say currently working on a concerto, but we performed, the, I'd say, the first half of it this year in March here in a big orchestra concert um, with players from Scotland and teaming up with some players from India. And again, the average age of the audience for that is probably like 30, 35. A lot of people with their kids, you know, 2,000, 3,000 seat hall. So we at the school and in terms of the guitar are really creating, uh, you know, a rewarding or fulfilling musical culture. And there's a lot of creativity here. But at the same time, we have to kind of understand that we're the generation that's going to be like making the venues, making the concert series and kind of putting a lot of that infrastructure work down. Um, counter to say like the U.S. where like the default career would be like hit up all the conservatories and try to do a master class, then like a recital in their concert hall that's been there for like 150 years. So that infrastructure is not here. But in a way, it's more exciting because we're kind of making that and kind of proving that there's a public uh, demand for it, a public need for it, where people really, really like it. And then the other cool thing is there's just, I, I do a lot of recording for, for film music. 
um, Bollywood films and things like that. Uh, yeah, I just had actually a really, really good session playing um, some pieces a couple days ago. I have no clue how much you're going to make it into the movie, but I recorded Leyenda, Capiccio Arabe, uh, a lot of like classic stuff that's supposed to go into this. I can't give too much detail. It's probably not appropriate for me to yet, but they find some ways for that into a lot of programs and things here. So, and like I said, there's a, there's a lot of students and they're, they're all, the enthusiasm level is, is, is very high. Yeah. So it's, it's cool here. It's, it's, it's really fun. So there was definitely a shift in a lot of the things that you were doing as a classical guitarist since you've moved to India that I've noticed. And correct me if I'm wrong, but For sure. yeah. I would say you've become a composer and you've written quite a bit mm. of stuff. And I think that living in Chennai has influenced your musical style a little bit. I mean, you've written the piece Masala Blues. Definitely having a <laughs> masala is an Indian spice, if I'm not wrong. It's a it's a, it's a type of Indian spice yeah. for cooking, right? So you've let um, the influence of your surroundings work their way into your composition, but you've also not been afraid to embrace the roots that a lot of us have, that we're sometimes taught to be. I, I think in a conservatory, you're sort of taught to suppress just a little bit your rock and roll <laughs> roots, your electric guitar roots. Yeah, or your that and like your inner Segovia and your inner Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. <laughs> right. And um you've written a piece uh that's an homage to Jimmy Page, which yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I mean I, I know that uh Carlo Dominiconi is also very um free. He was free with his uh compositions in that way. That that he would delve into the rock and roll style and Ben Verdery as well. I, I love that freedom to be able to go into rock and roll comfortably and, you know, quote that style and, and sort of uh, not be afraid of the fact that, yeah, that is not a, um, that's not a style that is studied uh, in the, con in the conservatory is not part of our <laughs> yeah, classical repertoire, not. but it's so much a part of our Get larger guitar history in the 20th century into the 21st century. So it's a very, very important thing to look at. Yeah, I mean, I would say with that piece specifically, I'm very proud to say that that was like my first formal commission, let's say, let's say outside of the Indian Etudes book. And I knew, so I, I don't know if you've ever, have you met Chad Ibsen or Jake Ramirez? They, uh, I met them I met uh, Chad. You know, I met Chad in ago. Boston, I think, uh, in 2012. Okay, yeah. So I had I had met them in the U.S. You know, at classical guitar festivals, the normal stuff we do. And I remember, like, somewhere throughout the past summer, Jake had contacted me about writing a piece and playing a piece for that festival. And so I started working on this, but then just like with the logistics of flying there uh, and the scheduling didn't work out. So I had it in mind, like, I'm going to finish this piece. And I knew I wanted to do something like part traditional, part just like cool. It needs to be something fun for people to play on guitar. That's my main thing is it has like I wrote I, I really like to write music that at the end of the day is should be fun to play. And, uh, you know, just just a little bit interesting, not so interesting that it turns people off, like not too intellectual. So. And I wanted to write something that would make like a nice impact on this festival. And I knew Chad was going to play. 
at the festival. And, and like me, like Chad grew up like listening to a lot of, you know, Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, like that sort of thing. So I knew he'd be like the perfect person to play the premiere. And so I knew I wanted to write this like homenaje a Jimmy Page title of that being like, you know, an homenaje a Debussy, or you think of a lot of the pieces that are in kind of our collective classical guitar consciousness. So it takes that as a little bit of tongue in cheek. Um, but the piece itself, I, I kind of weave in and out of a few separate Led Zeppelin themes. Uh, but the main thing is there's a good part of it that's just me kind of composing, you know, some of the stuff just however I like to write in there. Uh, but then I end with kind of a reharmonization of the Zeppelin song, Thank You. So it's just kind of meant to be a musical thank you, because without Zeppelin and stuff like that, I, I definitely would not have gotten into guitar. Classical guitar came later for me. So I wanted to kind of put that and a bit of a world music twist on it. Um, but if you listen to a lot of Led Zeppelin's music, there's a lot of world music and folk influence in their songs. Um, and the piece is cool. So <laughs> it's, it's fun to play. And Chad did like an incredible job uh, playing in the concert. It was, yeah, it was really cool. The Masala Blues, uh, I should get to that one then. With the Masala Blues, I don't know how I title half these things. I just think, oh, that's a cool sounding title. And I just leave it at that. Uh, and it just kind of stuck. And um, yeah, like I have a piece called Butter Paneer, but that's just because when I was writing it, I spilled Butter Paneer on the sheet, like on the paper. And that's that's funny. So like a lot of people ask like, what do you mean by this title? And some of them have like a meaning and most of them are just like, I think I'm not afraid to say, I just think it sounds cool. I like it don't think into that more than that or you can think into it as much as you want and that's just kind of the yeah it's the the kind of the vibe for it i want to ask you because I'm, I'm trying to get a perception of whether this particular shift in your thinking happened since you moved to india or if a lot of it is just part of your personality well first my personal opinion sometimes of uh you know attending a formal conservatory and I only have experience in the United States so um, I'll give yeah. my own experience and maybe you, you could agree I feel like the career paths can sometimes be they can keep you a little bit boxed in it's like you have to you have to either do this or you do this or if you're a composer I felt like for a certain time you have to compose almost in a certain way like I'll give an example if you compose and the writing is too neo-romantic too tonal too beautiful yeah. <laughs> then it's like oh well that's yeah that's well, fine who that's wants fine to hear that's, harmony well yeah. if, if it's it's like if it's too beautiful uh, to, uh, to listen to it, i was always told like yeah that sounds too much like film music and yeah it, it was like and, and i love to write pieces that were if I could compare it to something that is uh, known within the classical guitar repertoire, for example, like Stanley Meyer's Cavatina. I mean, that's just like a gorgeous, oh, yeah. gorgeous melodic piece. Or um, some of the more uh, minimalist composers um, that are around today, some of their uh, music is uh, used in film, like uh, Ludovico Inaudi or uh, Max Richter, things like that. I, when I would pick up the instrument, I would always write stuff you know it's not identical to theirs but it's a, it, within a similar realm similar style and a lot of composer friends of mine you know they they would be like yeah that's that sounds fine or whatever it sounds like film music and it sounds be nice. discouraged. Yeah. well so now uh, circling circling back to uh, to the, the question i had for you 
is your openness to you know play you know comfortably the electric guitar be a student uh, be a studio musician um at the same time uh being a composer but uh, composing for the classical guitar but uh, you know taking borrowing from other styles like modern uh electric guitar mm-hmm. styles or modern rock styles is this openness something that you've always had is this all like a really a part of your general personality or was this change and this uh, move to India kind of um, uh, kind of a complete reset for you and then you just started doing all of it uh, together that's what I'm wondering ah that's a good question I, w- I would say it was always there I was even like at Peabody like I remember like arranging Mallorca for one of the recitals we had there um, but I would say moving definitely helped peel the layers back let's say or I started getting much more active with that in terms of electric guitar or acoustic guitar, I was always playing. So doing like a lot of session work kind of becomes a natural offshoot of that. But also just because like the music scene here is, is far busier, like a like a film studio, you know, it will churn out maybe 40 films in a given year here. A studio in the U.S. might churn out 10. So it's just much faster paced industry. Um, so for that, you kind of need a skill set that a lot of classical guitarists don't have, which is uh, good improvising skills, maybe slightly stronger sight reading, um, the ability to play with the metronome, but not make it sound like you're perpetually warming up. So like that kind of stuff, there's definitely like a learning curve for it. Um, but in terms of the composing and that, it just I've always been writing or arranging stuff, but I think the past maybe three years is when I really started taking it uh, let's say seriously or, or just dedicating, like I definitely write more than I play. I definitely do not have a lot of practice time uh, in my day. I don't sit around and practice for four hours, you know, like I used to. I don't sit with the metronome on and do a ton of scales or stuff like that, say for maybe once or twice a month, if I'm being honest. Um, most of the time is I, I like tinkering with chords. I like coming up with maybe a rhythm and trying to set like a pattern or a piece to it. And that's uh, kind of the way that pieces like Masala Blues or Concentric Circles came out. Um, and they sub- it's interesting is that with each one, they kind of get a subconscious influence from the surrounding, um, which is interesting for me, but also it's just enjoyable to be in the process of kind of like writing and seeing the dots on the paper, you know, and making sounds. That, that sort of thing I've kind of fallen more in love with or more drawn to uh than than playing um you know if that makes sense so if anything i I focus on maybe doing a couple nice concerts in a year um but definitely not 100 gigs or whatever i was doing all those years ago in california um and then just like trying to write some nice new pieces uh yeah and just kind of seeing where it goes so let me ask you the difference between san francisco california and Chennai, what's the lifestyle like uh, for a musician? And that's coming from all ends of the spectrum, the financial comfort side, um, the stress side, the uh, happiness side. I mean, are are people around you generally very happy with where they are there? Are they happy with the scene or do they yearn to perhaps go somewhere else? I know there, there is a natural you know, inclination to just go and live somewhere else too, just because it's different and you want to experience something different. But I want to say at the baseline, are people, 
um, around you that are working musicians, specifically working with the classical guitar? Um, how do they feel? How do they feel in Chennai? How do you feel? Uh, for, for working and being specific kind of classical guitarist in Chennai, or at least where I am, I'm the only one. So I don't uh, come into contact with really too many people other than there's a few you know, very famous musicians I know that play classical guitar were trained, but they're maybe a singer for the regional uh, music industry. Mm-hmm. But and so in terms of pure like playing, practicing, getting repertoire out there, um, at least for the amount of time I have, there's not too, too many. Um, Calcutta, Bangalore School of Music and that sort of stuff. There's a lot of people, a lot of uh, students and, and students of mine and students of their schools that are now starting some schools and starting programs. Um, so the cool thing would be the level of initiative you can take here or risk that you can get in is is much greater or much more in like say the person starting it's up it up their favor uh, it'd be far more difficult to do that kind of thing in san francisco or something like that and start your own music school kind of out of nowhere you know and hire some other teachers or things like that um but the flip side is is the stress factor is like uh, incomparably higher here let's say okay so and how like, come? we have to deal with I don't even know where to start. I, so, like I said, I enjoy it because for me, it's been kind of like an adventure. But at the same time, realize I've been pretty fortunate through it. Almost every person that I meet that has visited here from abroad has not been able to last a few weeks. I have a couple people that have came or coworkers that make it for a year or two, but most just they don't they don't vibe with it. The temperature's too hot. Um, the the busyness there's a lot of traffic blah 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 and i mean we have to deal with a lot of infrastructure stuff so like if it rains a bit the roads will flood but we've had like torrential monsoons like we had one where the place this the place i was staying we got about we got moated in and there was around depending on what street you're on five to ten feet of water so like i've lived through like that a lot of you know hurricanes and things um the power and stuff will get knocked out for a few days. You know, you won't have food for a cu- like I've been there, done that for a lot of things. And uh, so the kind of day to day stress, not just the stress of kind of being a musician and working in industry, I know is, is quite difficult. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a crazy place to be. You have to definitely have the right attitude or mindset to kind of roll with it. Got it. And Matt, I really want to thank you for coming on. I had so many more questions, but there just wasn't enough time in this episode to ask. I hope you'll come on again soon because it's uh, been really fascinating uh, asking you so like so many of these things about India because I've never been. So I'm uh, genuinely curious. It's a great country to be in, to do music in, to travel, to see, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really, really, really amazing place. It's a, it's really, really awesome. I'm very fortunate to have kind of found myself in the position to randomly make the decision to move over here and that it seems to so far be working out in my favor, let's say. So yeah, thanks. Thanks, Peter. And thanks for uh, taking the time. <laughs>